Hi, I'm Rachel Dillon. And I'm Marcus Dillon. And this podcast is Who's Really the Boss, where we highlight the joys and challenges of running a business with your spouse or family. Our mission is to strengthen families and businesses by helping listeners avoid the mistakes we have made so they can lead and live happily ever after. Welcome back to another episode of Who's Really the Boss podcast. Hey, looking forward to this conversation. Thanks for having me back. Yeah. So uh, our topic of conversation today was actually started in the drive over. So this conversation will be interesting, uh, talking a little bit about finding your identity or allowing your identity to be in your job or in your career. Yeah, in your business. So um, we were we were supposed to talk about what we were going to, you know, a little bit more preparation on the drive over and I was in my phone because you drive a lot of times and I'm, you know, side seat driving in my phone a lot of times. So, okay. But um, remember this Wait, let's talk about why I drive a lot. If it's during the day, like during a work day, I often drive so that you can work because if not, then I become like your secretary or scribe or assistant. And you're asking me, hey, can you look this up? Can you respond to this person? Can you do this? Like you dictate yeah. to me what I need to do. And I don't like doing that. And so that's now why I drive so you can handle your business yourself <laughs> that you have going on. But that often means that I ride in silence, even though you're sitting right next to me. So yeah, there's that. Well, or, or what used to happen, I think I've gotten better about this, at least when I'm in the car with you or the girls is, uh, you know, working and driving and, you know, oh, please, don't to say emails, that. please don't say you texting. do that when you're in the car alone. <laughs> now, yeah. now I'm even more worried. <laughs> Yeah, uh, just depends. That's even depends scary. What car, you don't have anybody what looking out driving. for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. oh, All okay. right. Well, um, this has come up, this topic about um, different roles and responsibilities. And a lot of married couples work together in businesses or families, and, and we're no different, right? And so you have done many different roles in the business over the year. And I was actually... Uh, most of this week, Monday through Thursday, I was with uh, kind of our consulting group. And part of my role on that consulting group is leading other CPA firms and kind of facilitating mastermind groups, which I enjoy doing. It helps Dylan CPAs be stronger and our client base be stronger as well. And so part of uh, in that in that group setting with 24 others this this week, someone asked essentially, uh, well, two things. They asked what Rachel does in the business. And, you know, it's kind of, well, she's done pretty much everything except for like, except like technical production. I don't know that you've ever done client work to my knowledge. No, maybe a special project, like clean up and Excel something. Well, I remember, I, I can't say that. I remember we used to have a shoebox client and you remember this, like at the house, at the old house, you would go through the receipts with me, read off the receipt where it was from. And I was like keying it into Excel to kind of create a general ledger for expenses for this chaos of a client that we had back then. So that was, that was client work. Yeah. 
I don't know that you've never had a billing there was rate. there was another shoebox uh, quarterly ish client that yeah. I also helped do for a little while, but not too long before I moved into a tax role. Most clients and prospects, though, think you do it all. So I'm OK with that because, you know, most are like, I need to talk to Rachel. <laughs> and it's like our team is like, you do not need to talk to Rachel uh, if it re 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 you know relates to anything technical. But OK. You know, so it's fun. It's fun to see that transition and that that question kind of reminded me of that, like of what you currently do. So another conversation that came up in uh, Michigan was they, you know, this group, um, a couple of ladies want to take back and help us with the social media and the content that we do, which you do an excellent job at. And that is all you currently. And so um, I, I think our our social media and the things that we post, it's all polished because you have a certain standard that you like to follow and you make sure everything has been spell checked and looks the right way and is good to go. And uh, so <laughs> mostly, if there are any mostly. errors, yeah. So, sometimes sometimes uh, we get in a hurry. Yeah. But uh, you do that really, really well. And so we are actually, um, this, this will, probably drop sometime in September, October, but um, we're actually going through some refresh of the brand and kind of doing some different things over here, which is exciting and cool. And part of that engagement um, is the social media stuff. And so today on a call, you learn that that is going to not be you for a while or going forward. So you had some I comments and some, some the fact that yeah. it's not going to be me. And I started processing this back a, a while when we first started working with this team. And then also when one of our team members, Hope, actually reached out and said she would love to do, she would love to take over um, certain aspects of that. And, you know, at first I'm like, but I really like doing that. I, you know, it's, it's easy for me. It gives me a little bit of, a little bit of creativity um, and freedom to kind of work and like, make something, create something, do a job, and then it's done and not something that's just always ongoing. Like there's a start and a finish. Um, but I did realize when Hope reached out, I'm like, yeah, that would make so much more sense for you to be the lead and me be your backup rather than me be the lead and her be my backup because mm -hmm. she does have hours dedicated to our team. She does have um, a desire to do it. She has a skill to do it. And so the if I'm wanting freedom and flexibility, it makes a lot more sense for me not to be the lead on something and just be a backup. Yeah. And I guess I'm still the lead on certain CFO relationships, but I think I've tried to work myself out of being the lead on a lot too. Um, and I, th I think that's a good realization. I, you were a little bit more emotional on the drive over um, and had a little bit more. Uh, <laughs> Do you fierce. want me to go through the whole I mean, you can, I think that's what people pay for. Um, you know, and so, um, let me see if I can condense my, uh, emotional breakdown. Your eyes going to start twitching, uh, here shortly. It probably so. hasn't stopped. It's probably been twitching the whole time. Um, but just thinking back to when I started with Dylan CPAs as I really need you to come work with me. That was me and then, saying that? Yes, you, Marcus. Okay. Yes, you really, you really needed me was what drew me out of like my, where I had worked myself into a very cush 
teaching job. <laughs> and then you're like, I really need you to, to come do this. And, and, and I uh, want whoever's listening to this that works with family members, just close your eyes because this conversation probably happened very similar in your own business as well. And so, so and you so were, then, you were living a great life, had, had a great student <laughs> teacher, had just been named teacher of the year uh, for your school. And you went out on top. Like, that's all I got to say. Like you retired from teaching on top. So I came in um, with the expectation of like a pretty flexible schedule, not a really um, hard, like technical or I don't know, not, not really, not a, not a really challenging job, except that I was talking to general population and working with clients, uh, meeting deadlines or owing money that kind of gets a little bit stressful, but, um, and then worked into a pretty significant role in the tax process and then moved out of that or, and also did some sales and HR also during that tax process. So then you know, started giving up kind of one thing at a time to focus on the next area that needed improvement. Um, all the way till now, yeah, people ask, what do you do? <laughs> you don't do that anymore and you don't do that anymore. And do you still do this? Um, to where now I have very little, I mean, I really don't even have daily responsibility. Every day I can do something, but yeah. if I were to be gone for one or two days, the the business doesn't fall apart. People aren't asking me. They're not waiting on me. Things things are still moving along just fine without me. Um, so to where I'm not even needed every day. Yeah, I, I think the way that I answered that question after I thought about it is that you care for our team. And that's, that's pretty much your main responsibility now. Uh, client care is being handled by the team of three. Uh, you, you sometimes are brought in if, if somebody knows you from those previous years and would like to discuss something with you, or you jump in as an extension of me essentially, because, um, they feel like they're talking to the owner, I guess. But, um, but yeah, you're, you're really the champion of our team and you handle really their concerns that happen, their wins that happen. You bring to light anything positive that's going on with somebody. You go to lunch and breakfast and have one-on-ones with people that need, support in different areas of life and, you know, essentially are just that, um, that care, uh, that needs to go along with having a small family owned business and treating people the right way. So, so, so where the, where the breakdown came in, um, because really the goal always was for both of us to work ourselves out of a job. But at that same time, when you work yourself out of a job, um, I think the fear comes in of they don't need me anymore. So I'm not going to just hang around if I don't have anything to do. I'm not just hanging around waiting for something to come to me to do. So the fear of your spouse still working in the business and now has a lot of people that that you're responsible for. I may not be directly responsible, but you are. And so um just kind of the lives separating and not needing and then me being obsolete not just from a business perspective but like from a whole marriage perspective of like uh, well you don't that you don't need me for anything anymore or you won't have time for me anymore because you will be busy doing these other things where originally I stepped in allowing you more time because I was that help so yeah that's 
<laughs> that's really where the conversation started and um, was even hesitant to to talk through that on the podcast because I thought we might need like a counselor and a mediator and uh, lots of people to help unpack that. But Well, good thing for us that this is our counseling session, right? <laughs> and you just have a, a, an audience uh, that can call yeah, in. There, there were no, play. there were no tears. There are still no tears. So I think we're, we're safe. We're okay. And I think, you know, you bring up great points and we see this in clients, we see it in prospects and it's actually pretty timely because we had a previous friend uh, or they're still a friend, I guess, a uh, previous pros prospect that are friends and the spouse played a role in the business. And we essentially were going to come in and had everything lined up to allow her to have more freedom in life. And it was very similar. And you're, you're close to this person. And they, at the end of the day, it wasn't about price. We were charging them, you know, they've got a great run in business and we were going to charge them three to 4,000 a month for the team of three to come in and, you know, have some overlap and, you know, where if they could go on vacation, she could be a parent to their three young children. And, we could help them go into new states and hire employees with payroll filings and just all the things that go along with running a, a small business could kind of take off of her plate to where her time was better used somewhere else. So, and ultimately they let us know, we just can't move forward. Her, she really enjoys doing this right now, which nobody enjoys doing that, you know, unless you're getting paid to, to enjoy payroll and accounting and tax returns, nobody enjoys that. And so I think, yeah. And I think the enjoyment um, for her comes from being able to think critically and being able to um, figure out some challenges to solve some problems, um, to, to again, to have a task that has a direct start and finish. So you feel like you've accomplished something, you feel productive because when you, the majority of your time is spent with very young children, that is ongoing and always, and no matter how much you do, there's always more to do. Um, and it's not always things that require a, a critical thinking skill. Now, Actually, I, I take that back because if you've ever raised kids, especially toddlers, they're very challenging and there's a lot of critical thinking and uh, I guess negotiating and communication and things that have to happen. Um, but again, just using a skill, doing something that you're good at, that you know about, and then having a little bit of outside validation because somebody else sees and can directly tie your efforts to an end product um, you know, in real time that I, that really is what made her feel like she has a sense of purpose and that she is needed in the business and can provide, um, you know, for her husband and, and feel, uh, like she's helping. Yeah. I mean, ultimately they said, you know, we're not going to move forward at this time. No changes. I think the frustrating thing for, for me and obviously Chris, who's on our sales team, who had multiple conversations with them. And we got to a certain point where they were starting to realize what it could look like, where her time could be best spent. Maybe, you know, talking to team members or expanding the team or evaluating the business, not doing the bread and butter, you know, stuff that she could easily 
outsourced to our fractional team, it was her not being able to think bigger. I think that was the frustrating part to me where it's almost like she devalued herself to, to essentially the same price point that we could come in and do a better job and, and have duplication of roles and structure in place and it not be done after hours or on weekends or, or at the last minute. And she had also some, expressed some frustration because as mentioned in the previous podcast, like we just, our touch point with them was annually or whenever they reached out. And so she expressed them like, you know, feedback that it was not the best experience because it came down to right before a deadline for a tax return. And it's not our fault. Like you didn't send over your information until two weeks before and our team did everything we possibly could to get that that done and to you in a timely manner. And this is the model that we have to where we can have those conversations throughout the year and they're proactive. So it, just how can you, and this is just me venting probably, but how can you say that you're so dissatisfied, show, be shown exactly what the right call is and then still not move forward because of the emotion involved with your validation as a person being wrapped up in a task essentially. Yeah. And, and there, you know, I think people just have to process and they just have to live through it. And I think there's probably, there's probably two ways to go about this is to one, let somebody, you know, another person outside of, or even to role play. If you were not the spouse, if you were looking at someone else's business and you were, and there was no emotion tied to it, you were just looking at this business. Would you recommend that it be done with this one person or would you recommend it be done with this team of three? Like who's going to do a better job? Where is the biggest impact going to be made for this other person who has high skill and high buy-in for that business, meaning that they want that business. They're thinking like an owner because they are an owner of that business. So where could their time be better spent? You know, forward thinking, looking at the future of that business, looking at processes for improvement and things like that versus doing a bookkeeping and payroll task. So I think that's one way to look at it. And then the other way, which is not as ideal, is to let the pain get, um, so intense. So just that pain continues to grow uh, around being in multiple states and not not being familiar with those states from a payroll and a tax um, standpoint, and then getting down to tax time and not knowing how to submit how to submit those payments and returns to all of those separate entities. Um, that have requirements in all of those states. So I think I think that's kind of two ways that you can help someone approach it or facilitate that in helping them look at it from an unbiased position. If they were giving advice to a friend who was going through the same situation and just laid out all the facts of where time could, where time is being spent, where it could be spent. And then the monetary um, advantages and disadvantages for each, or, you know, just kind of walk alongside them as they're having that pain and, you know, do the best or help them find an, another firm that can help them in the way that they want to be helped. Yeah. Which is kind of where we're at at this point, you know, and I think for that situation, 
much like the previous podcast, it was, we, we've kind of got to that point where if they don't, if they don't want to do something the way that we serve our current client base, then the only option is really to find a service provider that will assist them the way that they want to be assisted. So getting back to you and your, um, your kind of realization that you were potentially not going to be doing the social media and the posting and everything like let's, that. Let's just call it a mini meltdown. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I looked up for my phone. It was enough to get me like, <laughs> Oh crap. What I, what did I miss? Like, um, but it was, it was pretty good. Um, uh, pretty good little mental mini, mini meltdown. I mean, we didn't have to like take you directly to the counselor or anything like that. So it but, was, it was, it was, uh, really short too, like only four minutes. So. Yeah. I think it was more of just talking out loud is how I would say it. And then, which is unusual for you because your thoughts are much more processed than mine. And that's usually, uh, you, you kind of hold things close to the chest a lot of times. And so, but yeah, it was, uh, so after you'd made this realization, how do you, where do you go from here? Like, how do you become okay and essentially realize that but just like you said, like if it was, if the tables were turned and things like that, um, how do you start to process that? Where do you go from here? Yeah. So that's exactly what I have been thinking through, um, this whole time. If we were looking at this objectively, I like doing the marketing and creating, um, creating the graphics and whatever, and coming up with a little bit, it's very minimal content as more of like a hobby. And we run a business. And so if we want this business to improve, am I going to choose somebody who like they think it's fun and they do it and it's okay? Or am I going to choose somebody who has like strategy and direct training and skill and natural talent and a full team and process and playbook and, you know, steps for implementation I mean, the, the answer is very easy. The answer is like super clear. And so, yeah. um, that just, it just makes the, it makes the choice so easy. There is no reason for me to sit in any kind of disappointment or shame, um, over, you know, what has been done in the past. It's just looking at it of, do I want our business to be better? Yes. Like I would much rather celebrate and, um, be proud of our business rather than trying to be proud of like, a post that's going to get five views on a social media platform, <laughs> like who cares? Um, and so really it's not that big of a deal. And I, and, and really also, you know, not even just for our business, but what does that allow for our whole entire team if our business gets better? Um, and so it just, it's, it's a lot more impact. So you can sit in it and say, oh gosh, that's a big deal. If she feels like she has no place and you know, our marriage is going to fail and, I don't know what else, but when you look at it objectively and you just think like, no, what is the goal here? The goal is to have the best business we can have to serve clients in the best way, make their businesses better, to provide a place for our team and have the best workplace for them, the best compensation for them, um, the best work environment. And so I know that that's, you know, kind of the steps to all of yeah. that. 
I think I, that's great. Uh, you know, the doing, are you doing business as a hobby? I think we could totally run with that. And um, I think a lot of people, you know, whether it's you in the social media chair or our friends where um, the spouse is holding down the bookkeeping payroll and kind of controller seats, um, you know, like it just kind of makes sense. Are you hiring the best person you possibly can? And sometimes it comes down to budget and, I think that some people, some prospects, some even clients would would not be able to answer that question that they are hiring the best possible person they can because of some other thing that's getting in the way, whether it's a relationship, like as we talked about today, like maybe there's some type of relationship there that you can't get beyond, or I think it goes a little bit deeper to where it's like sometimes that maybe that business owner they they don't deserve they feel like they maybe don't deserve the best you know it kind of goes back to like you can have the the best in within your budget but i think some people almost intentionally sabotage themselves in in small thinking because they're so worried about something you know and we were talking about this today you know driving home from the gym like what would you turn off if like you lost your job or a recession or anything like that? And so you start to unwind things, nothing in life, none of these business services are permanent. Like, like, you know, it's, it's one of those where you can easily scale up or down typically in a business and in life. Um, obviously you've got people in rent or the biggest uh, things that you, you have to turn off and think through with care, but other stuff, it's like, why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you try to go hire the best? And I think your hobby versus successful business is a great point. Yeah. I think the other part of that for anyone who's kind of maybe finding themselves struggling in that position or how to have that conversation, I think it's just having the conversation, saying it out loud, or if it's by yourself, writing it down and like, I mean, clean out the emotional junk drawer, like just put it, put it all out on paper so that you can, or put it all out. When you say, when you, you can convince yourself and justify just about anything in your mind. We are smart people as humans. We are just very smart and can justify anything. We can make anything. We can sell ourselves on just about anything. And so when you start saying it out loud, that rationality changes just a little bit to where you're like, oh gosh, this sounds crazy. When I say it out loud, it sounds crazy. Or when it's written down on paper, the answer is so clear on what the right choice is. So I think that that also is to just initiate a conversation out loud and don't, uh, you know, don't allow that to ruminate and allow yourself to convince or downplay or justify things that aren't worth justifying. Yeah. I think the other thing is if you really are the best, which you're the best at social media, um, you can always be the person on the other side of it. You know, it's one of those things like we're, this is a temporary engagement to kind of do a refresh and rebrand and everything like that. So if you really take a break and miss it that much, like in anybody, like even the person who's the controller or the bookkeeper, and they really miss it after six months or nine months or even a year, go take it back. Like, you know, it's funny enough of all the roles and like the transitions I've gone through, 
I haven't asked to take back any of the old ones. Now there have been new that have, yeah. you know, sometimes taken up equal amount of time because then I have more time to invest into that one thing to make it better. Um, but yeah, no, so far, <laughs> so far there has not been one that I've asked to take back. So, well, and I think, I think partly because we have identified the best people for those and you got them to a certain point and then you handed them off to the person that's better equipped to do that. So whether it's sales and Chris and hope and, uh, you know, tax administration and Deidre and her, you know, skill set, everything. It's it's one of those where the you have felt comfortable handing off the baton and that's allowed you to walk away like no strings attached, really, um, to, to know that that person's going to go kick butt in their new role. And I think having, you know, systems and processes that are in place, it doesn't feel comfortable to hand something off maybe that you have been responsible for and there's no system or process or guideline or training. There's nothing. There's no resource for another person to do it. So you keep it. And I think that's where you decide, can can I formulate one? Am I the best one to formulate that before handing it off um, to a person? Or is there an outside service or an outside, you know, something that can help us to create that. The person is very important that you're handing it off to, that they have the desire and the skill to be able to do it. But having a roadmap or a game plan for them to follow is huge in their success. And so I know that a lot of the things that I stepped into didn't really have uh, a roadmap or <laughs> not, not really anything, no structure in place. And so kind of trying to work through what that looks like, set it up, make sure that it's somewhat documented and then be able to, to teach somebody else how to do it. And then they can take it and add to and improve that, you know, as they, um, become more familiar with that. Yeah. Going back to your teaching days, and I think you have applied this some here in the business is that, how does it go when you're training somebody? I think there's a, a typical way that leads to success. And is it you watch me teach you? Te how does that go? That yeah, definitely? for sure. Definitely. You want the, the expert or the teacher modeling and the trainee watching. And then you want to reverse roles and have the person do while you watch and then let them fly and come back with questions or have a review. So definitely a, a model first and then do it with a shadow and then, yeah. And then fly, fly solo with, you know, the ability to ask for help if they get stuck. That's good. Any advice as far as like timeline on how long that cycle should be? Um, I, I think it's going to obviously depend, depend on what you're, teaching. So it's going to depend on the task. And um, whenever it really, it, it would depend because if you're looking at things that happen every single day, well, then you're looking at, okay, well, maybe half day you, you do while they watch. And then by the second half of the day, they start doing with you watching um, other things that maybe they only touch on a weekly or a monthly basis you know, that's going to be weeks before they're ready to yeah. fly independently. So it's almost like it depends on the cycle of, so 
if Definitely. we're training, you know, and someone's going through a closeout, you know, they're shadowing and then the very next month they're, they're doing it. And someone else, the, the teacher is shadowing them. And then by that third month, they should really be self-sufficient on that closeout. And then you're kind of checking in with them within that 90 days for a monthly type project. Yeah. And, and I think with some documentation and some other resources, we could probably even get that um, faster if they're shadowing multiple clients and then able to work through some of those clients on their own and not having to wait for that exact same client to the following month. If the clients look similar enough, you wouldn't have to necessarily take that full 90 days. But of course, that 90 days is a great time to look and see just how independent they are, um, their productivity, so efficiency and quality wrapped into that productivity. Awesome. Well, um, feel like we've learned a lot. Hopefully this was a good counseling session and you feel better after than you did going in. You haven't yet said I'm always going to need you. And whether you work in the business or not, our marriage is still safe. I couldn't have said that any better. So, <laughs> okay. Well, that's what, that's what I was really probably hoping and wanting for you to say at some point. Yeah. Um, so if, and if you want to just repeat that, like every day for the next, you know, two weeks, that probably helps solidify that thought in my mind. And, and probably not say, Hey, I need you over here now. Uh, let's go, let's go do something else that you, you probably enjoyed less than what you were really good at, you know? So dur during my mini meltdown, I told you, um, that I, that wasn't re a thought in my mind because in that irrational space where I was, I was just looking at every role I've done. I haven't done very well. So we had to find somebody else who could do it better. So the thought of you asking me to do something new seemed completely crazy because why would you ask me to do something else if I haven't done a good job at all of these uh, past things. So, um, yeah, that, that's where you have to say things out loud and not keep it in your mind. Or, you know, sometimes your mind can go to dark places. Yeah. Well, that is not the case for sure. So anybody listen, <laughs> listening to that, take, take, <laughs> I'm taking one for the team. Um, so hopefully learn from, from me and go give credit where credit is due. So, all right. Well, that was a good counseling session. That was a good counseling session. On to the next. All right. See ya. Thanks for hanging with us to the end of another episode. If you have thoughts, comments, or feedback you would like to share, please leave us a comment or review on your favorite podcast listening platform. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. Join us again next week for another great conversation.